This is the seventh podcast of 10 brought to you by Health Education England on how to implement lived experience. During this seventh podcast, we will hear from service users and how peer support impacted on their lives with Phil Ellis and Liam Folks. So how are you guys today, man? I'm good, I'm good, I'm okay. Yeah, man, man, sound, you know. Yeah, man, I want to thanks for you, you know, both coming down and doing this podcast with us today. It means a lot. On the last podcast we did, we talked about commissioners and third sector management and preparation to employ peer support with NHS staff. Today, what I want to do is I want to talk about your guys' journey through the system and how peer support, how to run that. But before we get into that, man, give the people some context, sir. Introduce yourselves. Uh, well, my name, my name is Liam. I've been in, in in and out of prison for the past 15 years. I've had substance misuse and alcohol misuse and mental health on the way, but on the right path right now. Yeah, so I'm Phil. Um, I'm um, 40 years old now, and up until 2017, I'd, all my adult life spent in and out of jail. Substance misuse, alcohol, and yeah, not generally being a nice person. Okay, I'm sure he was a nice person. We all have, you know, circumstances and events that we have to navigate our way through. So, on both of your journeys, I'm sure there were points in that journey where you'd had help of people and they've tried to steer you in the right direction. What is the main difference between, you know, having someone with lived experience? How did you feel that benefited you both? Do you know something, right? So, look, I spent, let's just take 20 years, and we'll condense that. 20 years, right, I've had various, as they call them, professionals, be that probation workers, bereavement counsellors, psychiatrists all been put in my path a way to help me apparently so um my bereavement counsellor is the one that sticks out the most i lost my kids at an early age and i got sent to this bereavement counselling and i thought i'd give it a go i was really going off the rails and i sat down in this little room with this woman and i said to the woman how many children or family members close to you have you lost and been to their funerals off and she turned around and said none and I just said okay thank you goodbye and left and the reasoning behind my thinking is how she can't feel how I feel or she don't understand the, the pain thoughts yeah or understand the pain if she hasn't even lost anyone close to her and at the time I'd lost my son and my daughter of a young age so that was the sort of context of all of my help professionals or or people like that putting my path in my way to sort of help me or steer me in the right direction or get me a job or get me something different and I found a difference when I had my peer who then it was called lead worker peer mentors and I had a lead worker peer mentor turn up at my property and instantly the way when I opened the door and introduced himself and I introduced myself and we spoke instantly within that couple of minutes I could see that there was something different 
I didn't yet know what it was, but I could see there was something different. He'd come from a professional service to help me. In the back of my head, I'm thinking, oh, he's another one of them 15 minutes, I'll have him out of here. Do you know what I mean? He'll <laughs> yeah. be done, he'll be bored of me. And, but within a couple of minutes of opening that door, I could feel something different. He was completely different to everyone else that had come along. So it left me a little bit sort of speechless. Usually I'm on the ball, getting ready to get rid of him. So I've let him in, offered him a cup of tea. You met your match. Yeah, I offered him a cup of tea, started talking to him. Straight away, he come out with some of the words and some things that he'd done in his past that I instantly recognised and I could identify with. See so how that and familiarity. I thought, yeah, I thought there's something different here, and I thought, all right, I'll give him another chance. Off he went. There's a lot more to the story. <laughs> <laughs> You feel more comfortable, but even talking jargon, you know, like when you talk to someone professional, it's like they're talking from a piece of paper. Yeah. When it's someone with lived experience who's been there, done it, you know how to advise you how to get to get through, basically, because they have been there, they've been down to the bottom and they've got to where they are and they're helping you to get there. They know the channels, they know the route, they know the how to do it and what you need to do. And it's just, I just, I just me personally, I just found more comfortable. Did you, you feel know? like the relationship was more sincere? Definitely, and obviously, because like, people who we've lived experience that do get, get into peer mentor and stuff like that, you can tell that they actually do want to change. You know what mm. I mean? Because they've been there, because they know how it feels how, to be in that position. How how did that happen for you then? So how in your position, how did you feel that change? We've just spoke about your experience firsthand. Yeah. So how how was your first experience? My first experience, I was in um, I was in Vincent Green. So me, I came, and I was in myself. Came to myself. I saying, well, I just thought you know, like, because I was getting out in like a week. I just thought you know, there's some probation or it'd just be something just to talk to you about your release or you know, find their house or find your flat or something. And they explained what the words explained this LMD and they explained that they're gonna try help you to basically stop um, going back into prison. And to me, it just basically told me straight. Like just told me straight, if you, if you want to help yourself, if you want to move forward, you have to want, be willing to do it basically. And you just said, and basically we just clicked from the beginning, and from there I just knew that you know is I got that helping hand there, and it's for me to now take advantage of that, and that's the way I've seen it. And just from there, for me it's just been there from the beginning, from there too. I, I'm not. I, I'm smiling through him saying that because I know what Samir is like, and it's so <laughs> I can imagine Samir turning up at your door hatch opening it up <laughs> and just saying it how it is none of the a roundabout way of getting to the point or no long words to try and confuse it he would just he would just literally turn around and say listen I'm here I'm a science here if you want help I'm here to help you if, if you don't say so and I'll, yeah. I'll leave you to it and, and, it. and I think that's the best thing when, when people are blunt about it I think that's yeah, the main yeah. thing because like, when people are just like normal like people without lived experience it's for them it's just a job thing like it's not it's a job for everybody but it's just for them it's just a, it's just another tick in the box we see i can see with people like samir for them when they have helped someone move forward you can tell they it made them happier yes it's, an it's, it's like a vocation yeah. isn't it it's yeah. kind of finding that they say that service is the best 
you get the best reward for through service. So you always feel happier when you're helping people, really, than you do when you're serving yourself. Do you know something else? It comes across, you see people that have learned out of a book road. There's no offence to anyone who's been to college and spent thousands and thousands or got themselves into debt for thousands and thousands of pounds. They go to college or university and they learn everything out of a book, but then they've never actually been in or halfway near a situation that me or some of my friends have been in and they can't go that little extra further. They're not the type of people that will tick outside of the box. They will make sure that when they tick the box, it's within the black lines, so to speak. And sometimes you just need that little, that person to just go that little bit further without breaking the rules or their guidelines or their policies and procedures within their companies to go that little bit further and just think, you know something, I can see that if I just go that one more inch, he's there, he's mm. done, or she's there, or they're done, do you know what I mean? How does it make you guys feel seeing people with lived experience actually progressing? Yeah. How does that like make you feel? It makes you feel like basically that person's done it, so you know you can do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's what the that's what the person was saying. Look, I've done it, and I've probably been in the worst position than you, or exactly the same position as you. No, fair enough. You might have taught that person a year, two years, or whatever, but you know that that person's done it, and I can do it. So it just makes you feel that gives you that more confidence that it's possible to get out of the circle that you know, hole or whatever. And that's. That's the thing. That's the main thing about it. And I can give an example. Just an example. If you want to need advice on how to like make a cake, you're not mm. gonna ask someone who's never made a cake. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? That's just yeah, that's just yeah. a simple uh, choice. And you're not gonna yeah. ask someone who's never made a cake and advice how to make a cake. It's just an advice on how to move forward. If someone's never been back, you're not gonna mm. ask a person who's never been there. You know what I mean? So it doesn't. That's why I said experience is is a major thing in in the most things. I think in most jobs and in most things in life to be honest with you people with experience can give better advice and you know something like, I used to love my life I used to think my life was great I don't I go and do illegal things and earn a lump of cash and think that this is great other than the prison sentences and the licenses I used to think my life was great so obviously I, I got involved with the services as a client or services or whatever they want to call them now but I'm now on the other side of the coin of that I'm not signed up to any services I volunteer for them services to help improve where the sort of went wrong with me and go wrong with a lot of people but I do it in a not telling them way I just do it in a way that a lot of lived experience people do by showing it helping people and showing others that when you help someone you can actually achieve that person's goals with them like some of the things i do now in my life like i'm when without the coronavirus and that stuff being around i was going to london leicester overnight hotels in bristol pub and with fancy tickets to like fancy restaurants and all that sort of stuff the quality of life just raised yeah in and then because you're going to these events or you're going to these little things, you then meet other people that are, I hate to say it, like me, but they are like me. They're, they're, they've had lived experience, they've done the thing, and they're now coming out the other side. And like Liam was saying, like, when you see these people and you think, 
the one girl she was going on twenty years in the madness, in the madness, he was taking drugs, doing all sorts yeah, of crazy yeah. stuff. Twenty years, and she's gonna look at me now. I'm, I'm, I'm presenting award ceremonies and I'm built taking photos with councillors and I'm walking around Birmingham, Lord, Lord Mayor's office and stuff like that, and my life's so different do now. You, do you think the same? Uh, yeah, but you know, when you, you do, look back. Yeah, it, it makes you, it makes you know that it's achievable and it, and just to the point, it's just I could just assume that I I've been in prison for like a year and a half now, and since the mayor got involved, I've been out of prison since. Prior to that, I've done probation for what fourteen years. I was in prison every single year. Okay. So you can just, you just tell what difference that's made because that now I'm heading up to two years out of prison just yeah. from that lived experience advice. You know what I mean? Well, this is what I was going to say. Obviously, you both have to give yourself credit for changing but I do want to touch on like how do you think because we've talked about lived experience and what it's brought to you but do you feel that it would have been as easy to get to these reach these goals without seeing people like Samir and Jay I've not for no chance like my probation officer the one day I asked him right, about where do we go for voluntary work and he told me that he'd get back to me on my next probation visit which wasn't until a month later so not only have I got to wait a month, when I got there a month later, he didn't have a clue where to send me just to do voluntary work. I got off the bus and sent Jay and a couple of people around him. And by the end of the afternoon, I had a date in my diary to go and see someone about doing voluntary work within mm. lived experience. When you're fighting against probation officers or drug workers, or any of them that just are there because it's a job and it's what they're qualified to do and it's what they know the ins and outs of. Like, I wouldn't have got where I am now if it weren't for the officer getting loads of times, not just this in other um, events. If it weren't for Jay, especially because that's where most of my contact is with him, I wouldn't have met half the people that I meet now. And I don't mean like high-flying names. I mean just normal, everyday people that just text in the morning and say how are you and it's yeah how are you not how are you have you got any money today i'll pop around in half hour Do you yes know what I mean? yes it's just literally how are you and asking because they want to know how i am today like have a woke up feeling all right or and that's that goes a long way for me so now i've just got a normal life i don't have to think about past stuff and waking up in the morning thinking is someone going to come around that's maybe got a half a bottle of Jack Daniels left from last night or a few pharmaceuticals just to get my head in a normal state to be able to function. I don't have to do that no more. I wake up in the morning and my medicine is getting the text off a friend saying like, morning, you're right. Yeah, people like Jack. So it's like a, re it's a really big, it's like a collaboration, isn't it? Because like I said earlier, you have to have a really sincere relationship yeah. what it sounds like with the with people that you're trying to help I think eventually you do because look I'm not signed up with none of these now like mm -hmm. I say I volunteer and I help and I do think whenever Jay rings me and says look will you come and do this with me or will you come and do this with me or will you come here with me instantly I only no don't even come to the vocabulary because if it weren't for him I probably wouldn't be alive and that's all honesty mm. because I didn't have another prison sentence in me if it had been drinking alcohol and taking all sorts of stuff that I was something would eventually happen even though I've been lucky all this time if it weren't for him I'd be dead or back in jail 
and I have to tell people like I wouldn't be yeah. where I am without him but there's a lot more people like him out there and there's a lot more people coming through the ranks that are gonna be in their position so where they'll be a bit further up the ladder if we use that terminology they're a bit further up the ladder we're coming up behind them and mm. so we're like the next the next generation set of them so mm. we need to be as honourable and as much as the like, the way they work for the next group coming through because we're the legacy yeah do you know what I mean there's not and I guess the good thing about it is you can tell that they want you to achieve you know what I mean mm. they want you to change they want you to like things like probation they just want to get you get you in and gone <laughs> you know what I mean it's not it's not that you don't have you don't get that bond with, with, with probation workers and all that and to be honest with you some of them look down on you because that's another thing this people is looking down on people because they, they think that go on elaborate on doing, that doing, doing because they don't some people some most probation workers probably never committed a crime in their life they probably look down on people that do do crime and then so there's already that prejudice in their mind the yeah you can feel it it's right from the reception woman yeah. when you walk yeah, in reception yeah. literally you walk in reception and you feel it the minute the woman just talks you as if to say love but you think the lived experience aspect of the support working or peer supporters eliminates that completely completely changes the balance on yeah. the scale especially if I've noticed they've done it in job centres now where they have a specified worker that if you've got any of the multiple complex needs like mental health or homeless or drug issues mm -hmm. or anything like that that worker will sit with your work coach so that they have a better understanding of how to because even down to going to the job centre for some people with the mental health issues and stuff, that that's really hard, and you have to do that on a continual basis. So people need to know how to interact with these people, and the only way you can do that is if you've either been there yourself or you've been close to it, family members that you've had to look after. Or, you know, yeah, the only way, and if you can have lived experience alongside the people that are qualified in a university by book you can put a couple of them together and they collaborate and work really well that's it man you've got a hit team there's no way because you've got the technical side of it the book side of it the qualification side of it along with the been there and done it side of it you put a couple of them together I mean just look at Jay and Samir they've both got lived experience and they obviously work well together. Change up the dynamics and put a proper professional in with them. Well, they have actually with one of the a couple of the other staff. And mm -hmm. you see the interaction of the let's call them professional staff, the qualified staff. It makes the service just mm. more round, doesn't it? It's different. It turns it's, into it's, a family more than it, a service. It's man. a totally different relationship. And you could even do probation. Like you can have a probation worker, and you can see them on the street. They won't even say hello. <laughs> you know what I mean? The way we like manage yeah, across the road, exactly. But I know that it's, like the relationship with me is to me, it's to me a female. Like, oh, well, go on, we're having little conversations. Mm. Are you good? You know what I mean? Like, even women, like I said, I'm not under their service at the moment. I'm, but I know that it's that relationship and it's that, it's that bond. And like you said, you, you can tell that the care in it. And that's the main thing for me, anyway. Well, thank you guys for coming down today. 
And uh, just interrupted right in the middle of the main link. that's the end of the seventh training podcast brought to you by health education england on how to implement lived experience thanks guys